you have your Bible, turn with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. It'll also be up on the screen. Uh, James chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 23 through 25. James chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. Let us hear God's Word. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, they are like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. Now may it speak to our hearts and our lives in such a way that we will be challenged, changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in the Life Song series. Uh, this is actually our fourth time doing a series like this. Uh, this is the first time since COVID that we have done it, where we take popular or secular music and look at the messages or sometimes the questions that it's putting out and see how that relates to the gospel and how in many ways the gospel is the real answer to those songs and to the expressions that are in it. We started out uh, several weeks ago by the song by the country music band Alabama. Alabama uh, called uh, I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Don't know if anybody, if that related to y'all, I'll go ahead and tell you I was preaching to myself on that Sunday pretty much. I mean, I, it, it for sure. Uh, then we, uh, Pastor Chris uh, did a song by the Foo Fighters and that was Best of You. Um, and then uh, last week we looked at a song by Lucas Graham called Mama Said and, and how that song, you know, was really about the encouraging words of his mom that, that led him to pursue his dreams and all his and, and that our words matter and the words that we use over our children, the words that we use to our spouse, to uh, our friends, to our co-workers, all of that matters in that. And then, uh, so today we are looking at a song by Michael Jackson. And now I just, I, we know that Michael Jackson's life kind of ended in tragedy like so many of the uh, stars, uh, music, musical stars did in, in a lot of ways and, and sometimes movie stars as well. But uh, I, I remember my first album that I got. Uh, that was a Michael Jackson album. And I was probably about five or six years old. And, and I got that album. It, it was Thriller. Y'all remember? Now, this is how old I am. I'm just going to go ahead and, and date myself here. It was on vinyl, okay? Cassettes were just on the verge of, of coming out. My first uh, cassette, I think, was like Chicago 17 or something like that. But anyway, um, and but, but my but vinyl was Michael Jackson's thriller, and and um, and I, I so y'all may not know this, but you are looking at this morning uh, the Mr. St. James of Montego Bay. Uh, the winner of the poolside contest, all right, uh, two weeks ago when we were in Jamaica. I, I won the Mr. St. James contest, and, and I won it because of my mad dancing skills, all right? Uh, now, we won't talk about how old the guy was that I was having to dance off with. He was on up there. But anyway, but, the, uh, but I won it, and, 
and I used every, I knew I had to pull out every dancing skill that I had. And there was one that, uh, the ones that were with me said, Tim, we're not sure what that was, uh, but it kind of looked like a monster dance. And I remembered later that must have been what I learned from watching the old thriller video. You remember whenever the, the zombies are dancing or whatever, something like that. But anyway, so that had to be what it was. But anyway, um, but, but I, I carry that award proudly. But, but, but it had to be thriller that helped me win that. But Michael Jackson went on to make a lot of albums. Incredible entertainer and incredible performer. Nobody can deny that. And um, when he made uh, Man in the Mirror... Uh, Jackson and his producer, Quincy Jones, was his producer. Uh, they chose, they wanted to choose a song that would be an anthem for, for, uh, that would spread some sunshine on the world. That's what they said. And so, uh, on his album, Bad, they had this song, Man in the Mirror. They put out to all the, a lot of the songwriters said, y'all write us a good song. And they picked this one, Man in the Mirror. Um, it was the fourth of five number one hits off of that one album. It was the fourth of five number one hits off that one album. Michael Jackson didn't do anything lightly. I mean, he did it good. And there were five hits on that album, Bad, and this was the fourth. Um, he also used the gospel choir, uh, Andre Crouch's gospel choir, as a backup for uh, that song as well. And and that that song really is about looking at yourself in the mirror and looking at the things that need to be changed in our, in, in our world and saying, it has to start with me. It has to start with us. Uh, James chapter 1 verses 23 and 24 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. And what he's saying is this, if there are things we see in the mirror that do need changing, like just we look in the mirror, maybe our hair needs combing. May, uh, for, for guys that wake up in the morning, maybe it's uh, you, you comb your hair, you brush your teeth, you shave your face. For, for women, you, you know, you brush your hair, brush your teeth and and hopefully shave under your arms i'm just gonna go ahead and say I, I that that everybody will appreciate that i know i'll probably get canceled for that but anyway for saying that but 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 whatever it is if we don't take what does need to change and go and do something about it then we are missing the mark of what it means to look in a mirror and michael jackson says if we're going to start to make a difference in this world it starts with who we see in the mirrors. So what do we do when we're faced with the man in the mirror? I want to look at that for a few minutes this morning. What would, do we do when we're faced with the man or woman in the mirror? Number one is this. When you face that person in the mirror, yourself, talk to yourself. I know you're thinking, wait, wait a minute, Tina, Tim. I mean, wait a minute, Tim. I don't know why I call myself my wife's name. But anyway, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Must have thought about something she was telling me. I don't know. But anyway, wait a minute, Tim. You're saying to talk to yourself? Yes. The Bible tells us to talk to ourselves. Nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Talk to yourself. But especially in the mirror, you need to talk to yourself. See, here's the problem. We listen to all the other voices around us. We listen to all the voices that say we're not enough. 
or to say that we're a mess up or to say that we can't do it or to say that we won't make no difference. And we allow, if we don't watch out, we will allow our soul to be dominated by those lies, just like the song that Glow did. There's those lies that are saying that, that we've messed up or that we are messed up and all those things. And we allow those voices to speak to us that is when we look in the mirror and instead of listening to those voices, we need to hear what God has said to us and we need to remind ourselves of what God has said to us. He, we need to remind ourselves that we are created in the image of God. We need to remind ourselves that we are the head and not the tail. We need to remind ourselves that he said that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? We need to remind ourselves that we are his masterpiece. Psalm 42 verse 5 says it like this. Why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, and why have you disquieted within me? He's talking to himself. He's talking to his own soul. Why are you down in the dumps? He says, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. He's reminding his own soul to hope in the Lord. And that's what we have to do. Talk to ourselves. Tell ourselves that we can hope in God. That we can hope in Him. That that's where our hope lies. And we can praise Him even in the midst of whatever the devil is telling us. That we can have victory in that. And He cannot steal our victory. Amen? Amen. Talk to yourself. Number two is this. Ask yourself what needs to be changed in your life. We talk to ourselves, we remind ourselves that we are God's child, that we are God's masterpiece. But then like with anything, we need to also ask God to examine us and see if there's some things in our life that need to be changed. Look, look at the chorus of Michael Jackson's song here. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could, been, could have been any clearer. If they want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. So if we're going to change other things, we have to start with asking God to reveal to us what does need to be changed. Because even though we are a child of God, there are things in all of our lives that need to be changed. And that's what God wants to do in us. Where are the areas, where are the spaces and the places in our life that need to be cleaned up, that need to be changed? Where are the places in our lives that we need to do something about what's inside? Uh, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Now, in Psalm 139, this is that place. This is the same psalm that earlier says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and God knew me and loved me whenever I was, uh, you know, he, he knew of me whenever I was made in my mother's womb and, and all of that. And then listen to these two verses, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So we're saying to God, hey, look, I know I'm a child of God, but I know there's some things in me that need to change. So search me, God. Let me know those places that are dangerous for me. Let me know those thoughts that don't need to be there. Let me know those places and those things in me that, that are causing that anxiety, that are causing disruption in my life. And we need to ask God to help us in that. 
See, sometimes we need a certain light to show that. How many of you know that, you know, you look in the mirror and if the lights are one certain way, you know, the mirror looks fine. Everything looks good if the lights are a certain way. But there are those lights and sometimes, especially I've seen them at some restaurants and all, in the bathroom, there are certain lights. When you walk in there, it's like that fluorescent light stuff. And whenever you walk in there, you look in the mirror, and you just went in, you know, use the bathroom, wash your hands, and all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gracious. Because those lights all of a sudden are showing every nick, cranny, pimple, anything you've ever had. Ingrown hair, whatever it is. I mean, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gracious. Well, I know none of us like those kind of lights whenever it comes to uh, whenever it comes to our life. I mean, to our face or to our to our reflection. But that's exactly the kind of light light that we need to shine into our hearts. That light that really will show the places where we're hurt, so we can find healing. That light that really will show the places that we need help. In recovery, we call whenever we bring things into the light. And that's the things that we're hiding, the things that are in the dark, and we bring them into the light so that God can do something with them. That's exactly the kind of light we're looking for whenever we're asking God to search us and to know our hearts. So we talk to ourselves, tell our soul to hope in God, we ask ourselves what needs to be changed so that God can help us change it. And then last is this. Make a commitment to do something about it. That's what the Bible says in, in verse 23 of James 1. It says, But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. In other words, if you see what needs to be changed if you see what needs to happen that's what the song's talking about start right here and then go out and make a difference in the world if you watch the original uh, official video of man in the mirror it shows a lot of scenes of the civil rights movements uh, different times of violence and and people trying to do something about that it shows different scenes of mother Teresa and how she would reach out and feed the hungry and the hurting and and the diseased and and all and it talks about those are the things we can go out and do with the world but it has to start right here but if we just let it stay right here and then we don't go and do what we are called to do, then we will never, we will never make the difference that we know that we can make. Joel chapter 2 verse 25 says it like this, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. The crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. I mean, those locusts were busy. Amen? Crawling, chewing, consuming and my great army which I sent among you. And what he's saying there in Joel, he's saying, y'all have had some rough years. Folks, I know that we've had some rough years. We've had rough years that, that locusts have eaten. They've eaten it because of COVID. They've eaten it because of division. They've eaten it because of discouragement and violence and crime that we've seen. All those kind of things. He says, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And guess who he wants to use to help restore it? He wants to use us. 
And we have to do something in order for him to restore those years in the lives of others. God wants us to be his instrument. In fact, he says even more to that. He says, I have created you as a masterpiece. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us a long time ago. A lot of people like to end that thing after, for we are God's masterpiece. A lot of lot times like, oh yeah, I'm his masterpiece. I'm good to go. In Christ Jesus, that's who I am. It doesn't end there. It says so that we can go and do the good works. See, here, here's the thing I think a lot of times we don't realize. I know there's probably people wondering what in the world I had a shovel for. God has shoveled a whole lot of grace on us. Amen? In fact, if you go two verses before that masterpiece verse, it says that we are saved by grace through faith. And he has shoveled all kinds of grace on us. He has shoveled prevenient grace, that grace that goes before and draws us to him and watches over us. He has shoveled justifying grace, that grace that frees us and forgives us of our sin and makes us right with Christ. And then he has he is, he is shoveled grace on us to help us live the Christian life that we're called to live and to grow in Christ. He has shoveled forgiveness on us he has shoveled blessing on us. And if we really are so appreciative of the grace that he has shoveled us, then why is it when it comes to us showing grace or those things to others that we're pretty good if we at least give them a spoonful? Amen? We've been shoveled grace of forgiveness, but when it comes to forgiving others sometimes, all we can give is a spoon. We've been shoveled blessing. And all we can give to others is blessing a spoonful. Or we've been given grace and mercy. And all we're getting, oh yeah, I'll show a little bit of compassion. Oh, this Christmas, I'll do something and show a little bit of compassion. I'll volunteer for Christmas Eve outreach. And that, that's my spoonful right there. No, get me wrong. We need you to volunteer for Christmas Eve outreach. But don't let that be the only compassion and mercy that we work in our lives. We have received shovels full of God's grace. And so it's time for us to pick up the shovel and serve and give and offer that kind of grace to others. Let's be the people in the front of the mirror who goes out to make a difference for Christ. Talk to yourself. Remind yourself you are God's child. That you are saved. That you're a child of the King. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Remind yourself that you can hope in God. Ask God to examine what's in here to see what needs to be saved. Uh, that needs to be changed. And then let's do something about it by shoveling compassion and grace into the lives of others. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your love. 
and especially for the shovelfuls of grace that you have heaped upon us. But now, Lord, as we look in the mirror of our hearts this morning, Lord, maybe there's some folks here that's been believing the lies way too long, that they're not enough, that they can't do it. Lord, I pray right now that they will remind themselves of the truth that you give, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They're made and created in your image, and you are restoring them by the grace of God. Lord, maybe there's some folks here that just simply say, Lord, you know, I need some help. Look at the anxieties that are in me and help me see what those are so that I can change what I can change. And Lord, that you will change what I can't. Lord, maybe there's some of us that are just ready to go and do. Give the encouragement to do just that. Lord, if there's anyone here that's never said yes to you, invited you in their hearts as Lord and Savior, Lord, right now in the silence of their hearts, Lord, just let them say yes. Come and live in me. I want to be a child of the King. I want to live for you and follow you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.